Do you have family buried in one of our 19 cemeteries? Have you ever wondered if there's a burial space nearby? Have you ever considered your own burial needs or wishes? In this episode of CC Airwaves, we take a look at the pre-planning process and all that it entails. Welcome back to CC Airwaves. I'm Joel Hansel. Joining me is Katie Rosen. Katie, uh, today we begin a new segment in the podcast. If you could give our listeners a brief overview of what we'll be doing the next several episodes. Sure. So for the next few episodes, we'll be sitting down with Bob Dijon, who's the pre-planning coordinator here at the Catholic Cemeteries Association. And we have a few different topics just talking about pre-planning, what makes a Catholic cemetery different than, you know, maybe a public cemetery, different types of burial options, and just general tips um, and insight on how to handle the death of a loved one from a more um, logistical standpoint. So in this first episode, Bob is going to give us a little overview of what the pre-planning process looks like, uh, maybe some things to be aware of, and how you can get started. Joining us today is Bob DeJohn, our pre-knee coordinator. Uh, he's here to talk with us today about the pre-planning process. Bob, uh, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Yes, good morning. Uh, happy to be here with you all. Thanks, Bob, for a few minutes of your time. Um, as a way of introduction or, or to sort of get this process started here today, um, you know, I was reading recently that um, during the during this period of pandemic, uh, uh, the sale of life insurance policies has increased dramatically. And I was kind of struck uh, by that news article. I, I was like, wow, I, you know, I never really never really considered that or that that's what people are thinking and it kind of got me thinking about you know here at the cemeteries you know we we do pre-planning for burial arrangements and so um just by by way of figured it would be a good a good time to maybe walk our listeners through exactly what what pre-planning means and what the process is like um, so, Bob, if one of our listeners out there is um, uh, thinking along these, li- these lines, you know, in this time of pandemic and, and maybe they've got some money saved, you know, we're all getting stimulus checks here. Why would somebody consider pre- pre-planning their burial service in advance? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question, Joel. Uh, anytime uh, somebody is going to guarantee you today's cost for future needs, it makes a lot of sense uh, to do that. Uh, and when speaking of you know, pre-planning your final expenses, any burden that you can take off your family in the future is helpful to them. Um, I've uh, sat in uh, many arrangements over my career uh, where I see this dead stare uh, when people are trying to do this in an ad need situation, 
Uh, they're confused. They're not understanding the information that's be giving, been, been given to them because they're, you know, quite frankly, they're grieving. Uh, so to, to do this in a in an at need situation is very, very difficult for people. Um, and they're just not uh, going to make uh, great decisions for themselves and their family. So um, so I'm, I'm a firm believer uh, in the pre-planning process um, and, and doing this ahead of time. Um, I've already had my burial arrangements uh, since I was, uh, I think I was about 40 years old. Of course, I am in the industry. Uh, so, uh, but I have realized how important it is to do this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's interesting oh. you say that because I've been in the industry since I was 30. And like, like you, Bob, I've sat across from at need families and I've sat across from pre need families and, and de- there's a definite distinction between how, how decisions are made in the at-need setting versus how decisions are made in the pre-need setting. And and sadly to say, I haven't pre, pre-planned anything yet. And, uh, you know, it's 20 years later <laughs> after being in the industry. Well, well, you know, Joe, it's very, very hard uh, for people to think about their own mortality. Matter of fact, I get, I've seen a lot of couples throughout my career that one couple wanted to prearrange and the other didn't even want to talk about it. Uh, so um, that's that's pretty common uh, because who wants to think about our own mortality? Uh, but um, if you do do it and you do make that step of pre-planning, it's going to take a big burden off your family. Right. And um, I think that people, it's like that peace of mind segment of it that just like life insurance, you know, that it's not something you enjoy thinking about if something were to happen to you, but having that, it's not a type of insurance, but, you know, maybe emotional insurance that, that, you know, those decisions and all those little details that come with planning a burial aren't going to fall on your family, which, um, as you both said, it's already going to be, you know, a little stressed and emotional um, from the loss of a loved one. But um, um, just kind of tying into that, I think something I hear a lot because um, I communicate with families who, you know, might email us for information. I think a lot of people view the pre-planning process as rather complicated. So, Bob, can you talk a little bit about like what the process typically looks like, how long it takes, or you know how the FSR or the family service representative walks them through that? Sure, sure. It, it, it and and the reason people think it's complicated because it's something they don't do every day, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, information um, that is not really complex, but maybe a little bit confusing for them. And that's why it's great to do this on a pre-planning basis, because first of all, you're going to gain all the knowledge in a non-stressful situation. You're going to be able to come to our cemeteries, sit down with our family service representatives, and they're going to explain to you all of the different options uh, that you have. And you're going to take that information and, and you're going to go home and you're going to think about it. And when you come back, you're going to make a better decision for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the first uh, step that I think is, is you should sit down uh, and think about what you really want 
and what your family will need at the time of your death. Uh, a lot of times people only think about themselves and they're not thinking about their extended family and what they're going to need. Uh, so once you make those determinations, then come to the cemetery. And I always say uh, really two things. First of all, knowledge is power. When you have it, you're going to make better decisions. And then the second thing is um, you begin with the end in mind. So you start this process at the cemetery and work backwards because you're going to be able to budget better. You're going to find out what your fixed expenses are at the cemetery and then work back towards uh, your funeral services. And and uh, like I said, you're going to sit down in a non-stressful situation with our compassionate family service representatives. And I should remind everybody, these people work for the Catholic cemeteries. Uh, we're an extension of the Catholic Church. And um, there's not going to be any pressure, and they're going to give you all of the information that you need, and um, and they're not going to pressure you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I think that's such a nice detail and um, such a nice service because with any big decision, right, you don't want to feel like you're being forced into it or you don't want to just feel like you're listening to a bunch of sales pitches, you know, one after the other. So um, I think something, like you said, that makes our family service representative so valuable is that they do have a very um, non-pushy, compassionate approach to the whole process because um, it is just such a sensitive thing and it's so specific to each person or family and what they want to do and, you know, how they want to be remembered. So um, that's all really good to know. And I'm also just curious, like, I know it, it probably depends on, you know, the what each family or, like I said, each couple wants to do, but about how long does the process take from start to finish? Like, can it be done in one visit or does it normally take two or three visits? Like in your experience, um, what's the trend there? So in my experience, it all, it all depends on the person that's doing those arrangements. For some people, they'll come to the cemetery and they'll want to know every little single detail. They'll want a, an extensive tour of the cemetery, which we're happy to do for them. But then there's other people that'll call on the phone and they'll say, hey, I want to buy a grave. I want it near my family. What do you have? And I'll, I'll make all those arrangements um, essentially over the phone. Uh, so it really depends on the family um, and, and the person and how quick they can make decisions. Some people are quicker to make decisions than others. So it really all depends on the person. And, and there's really no time limit to do this. Um, again, you're going out, sinking information, getting that information, and then being comfortable with making the decision from there. So, Bob, uh, to follow up on that, while I know the answer to this, uh, I, I know a lot of our listeners don't, um, and more of a two-parter here, what would an average arrangement cost a family and what exactly is available for them here at the Catholic Cemeteries Association? So, you know, in life, when pricing anything, it all depends on what you're selecting. You know, it, I hate to use this as a comparison, but if you're buying a car, you can buy a Chevy or you can buy a Cadillac. Uh, so when looking at our cemeteries, uh, first of all, we have 19 cemeteries and serving over six counties in the Cleveland Catholic Diocese. And um, 
at each of the cemeteries, the prices may vary slightly. Okay. Uh, and then once you get to the cemetery, uh, you'll be looking at uh, where you're going to be in the cemetery. So, and that can affect the pricing of that. Uh, so you have you have uh, the cost for the grave or the place of interment, which could be in ground or out of ground, which will again reflect the price. Uh, you could be if you're in ground by a statue versus by the road, which can reflect. Uh, the cost of that. Uh, so so it really all depends. And what I recommend uh, for people is they contact our cemetery and have one of our information guides sent to them for the specific cemetery that they're interested in. Because in this guide, we'll give them a price range of all the places of interment that we have to offer at the cemetery, whether it be, again, in-ground, out of ground in a mausoleum, if it's cremated remains in a calibarium, um, in a niche in a calibarium, uh, and they'll be able to get that range. Uh, and then you have all your ancillary services like the perpetual care cost, which is uh, money that's trusted for the future care of our cemeteries. Um, if you're going to be in ground, you're going to need an outer barrel container, which is the cemetery requirement. Uh, because if you would place a casket in the ground, the weight of the earth would crush that casket in the ground and create sinkholes and unsafe conditions uh, for our workers and families. Uh, so you're going to need to consider that. But if you're in a mausoleum, you don't have to consider an outer barrel container. And then you would also have to consider a memorial, um, something that we also offer here at the cemetery. We, we, we offer both outer barrel containers and memorials, uh, which you can buy from third-party sellers. But if you do buy them from us, uh, we do take those proceeds and invest them back into the cemetery. So, that's, uh, Joel, that's kind of a loaded question. How much does it cost? Uh, and that's why I recommend that you make an appointment at the cemetery, come and get your cost estimates, and you can get your cost estimates as many different ways as you'd like to see it. Uh, so if you wanna see what in-ground burial is, uh, with a better vault and um, and a and an upright monument versus what it would be into a to go into a mausoleum, you can get that estimate from our family service representative. And to follow up with that, Bob, uh, on top of that quote, does the cemeteries have any kind of payment plans that families could make use of, and would that reflect in the quotes? That's a great question, Joel. Yes, yes, we do. We can make it affordable for families uh, because we offer 36 months, same as cash, interest-free payments. Um, so then there's a lot of people out there uh, that are on fixed incomes and can't come, come up with a lump sum to pay for these services. So it makes it more affordable for them to make payments uh, interest-free uh, for 36 months. So we do offer that. Yes. Um, I kind of want to switch gears for a second here. We've talked a lot about um, the cost information, the more technical aspects of pre-planning, which are obviously super important. But I'm wondering, too, from a more emotional standpoint, um, is there a way or is it possible for families to be buried near their other you know, relatives, is that part of pre-planning or where does that fit in when it comes to actually selecting a spot that you want to be buried at? Because that's a huge decision when you think about it. That's where you're going to be, 
you know, for who knows how long, and that's where your family's going to visit you. So how do people go about selecting their actual location? So, yes, uh, that's one of our first questions as a family service representative that we ask families when they come in. Uh, do you have any loved ones in the in the cemetery? And once they tell us yes, we look up their location, and then we try to find out if there's any space near them in the cemetery. And if we can get them near them, then we give them all their options. Um, oh, and we also... Um, I don't know if uh, if you know this, but um, we also can put up to uh, two sets of traditional burial in one grave. Um, for example, um, when you purchase a grave, one person has rights to that spot. Uh, if a second person wants to go in that grave, we put the first person extra deep, they would pay an option to put a second person in that grave, and then both of them could go into that grave. Um, now, it's been throughout the years we were able uh, for some people to do a raise and lower. So maybe their father was traditionally buried many years ago and they wanted to be buried with their father. We can raise and lower him and then put their child on top uh, mm -hmm. by paying an option fee. And, and the same thing for cremated remains. Um, we allow up to six sets of cremated remains on top of a traditional burial, providing we have at least uh, 20 to 24 inches uh, between the top of the vault and the top of the ground. If we have that space, uh, we can put um, up to six sets of cremated remains on top of that traditional burial. I had a lady come to me uh, maybe about a year and a half ago. She was single had no children, um, she was an only child, and she wanted to be buried with her mother. So consequently, we probed, she was gonna be cremated, and we probed the grave, we found the space, and she was just delighted that she was gonna be able to be buried on top of her mother there. And in addition, uh, in this case, I don't think there was enough space on her mother's headstone, uh, so we were, the cemetery permits a second headstone on a grave. Uh, so, so these are options that are very, very helpful to people so they don't have to be somewhere alone in the cemetery away from their family. Right, and that's why I imagine it's nice, like you said, to go meet with um, the family service representatives in person because they can talk through all these options with you and you know help you determine what is the best way for you to be close to your loved ones if that's you know how you'd like to be buried is close to them, right? Yes, that's that's correct. And, and 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 a lot of times people think there's a cost to probing the grave. No, these are all services um, and information we obtain for the family at no cost to them. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's best to sit down with a family service representative, get all your options, go home, think about it in, in a non-stressful situation and then make make that decision. Yeah. And I feel like that ties in well to um, something I've heard you speak about, Bob, at your seminars is um, the term multi-generational arrangements. So planning now to make sure that in the future, your, um, you know, distant relatives or your future relatives have the space to be near you. So can you talk a little bit about that? When sure. sure. That's always something I always stress is when making these, when deciding to make these arrangements, I always suggest that you ask 
your children, uh, your brothers and sisters, if they would like to be near you in the cemetery. Uh, because uh, these graves might not be uh, near, uh, they may not be able to get near their loved ones uh, in the future. So ask your, uh, your extended family. Um, I always tell a story. Um, I bought my graves, I said, when I was 40 years old, uh, so about 20 years ago. And um, I found some graves recently for my one sister. And we, we found her space. And then my other sister, who lived in Florida for 30 years, calls me up yelling at me saying, why didn't you find any graves for me when you found graves for our sister? And I never thought in a million years that my sister, who lived in Florida for 30 years, was going to come back to Cleveland to be buried at one of our Catholic cemeteries, but yes, she is. So now um, I was able to um, uh, select new graves for my wife and myself near my sister. And uh, the original graves I, I have, I could have taken those graves and applied them towards the cost of my new graves. However, um, uh, my, my wife wanted to hold on to those other two graves for other people in her family. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely recommend ask your family. Uh, when I bought my second graves, my second set of graves, I even called my cousin and asked him. I'm very close with one of my cousins who were close in age. Uh, we talk almost every day, and I asked him if he'd like to be by me in the cemetery, you know, while I was selecting those graves. So, yes, it, I do recommend that. Um, well, thank you, Bob, so much. I think all of this information was just really interesting. And I think, like you said, that a lot of people might be intimidated by the process just because they don't know what goes into it. So um, hopefully this podcast was helpful just to give a glimpse of, you know, what pre-planning looks like and the different areas, like you were saying, when um, all the way from choosing your grave location to your vault and your memorial, and then, you know, kind of seeing if there's any family nearby or planning for your family to be nearby. Um, and then just so everyone who's listening knows, this is just the first installment of um, a series we're doing about pre-planning. So we're going to be doing a few different topics. Um, so if you're interested, keep listening. But this was kind of an overview. So, Bob, just thank you so much for being here and for sharing all that information. Yeah, you're very welcome. And I just wanted to end uh, by getting this information again. It cost you nothing but a little bit of time. And right. thank you for inviting me. Of course. So like I said, um, Bob will be joining us for a few more podcasts. We have um, a few about Catholic cemeteries, about different burial options, and a few other topics. So um, stay tuned for those. If you have any specific questions about um, pre-planning or the cemeteries in general, you can send those to podcast at clecem.org, and we will answer those on the podcast. And you can always find information about pre-planning um, start the process, you can fill out a form on our website at www.clecem.org. And as always, you can interact with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed our overview of the pre-planning process. Join us in future episodes as we explore additional topics related to our Catholic cemeteries. Until then, Take care, everyone.